Yo, bro. Yo. Uh, Brothers Talking Shit Podcast, episode 10. Episode 10. Wow. Yeah, boy. Accomplishments, man. Achievements. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I feel like we've been here, man, for a long definitely, time. Definitely. Definitely feel good, man. I'm in a good space. I know you feeling good. Your Ravens just blew somebody the fuck out. <laughs> hey, man. Say less. You know what I'm saying? It's game one. It don't mean nothing. My Vikings look good. But we got a lot to talk about, man. It's been a crazy week. So without it's been wild. Without further ado, I am the Flush Man, aka Royal Flush, better known as the Fat Boy, also known as the man who will call you Broadish. And I am Rel, aka Iceberg Shorty, aka the King of Controversy of Comments. I said what I said. Don't at me. What's up, good Let's brother? Let's go, man. Kyler Kaepernick and Nike. Let's do it. Kyler Kaepernick and Nike. What you thinking, bro? All right, man. Let me, let me go ahead and tell the, the listeners right now where we are, man. So, middle of the week, this whole Nike thing pop off. I blow my brother up, and I'm like, yo, 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 we need to record. We need to record, right? But he was like, let's stick to the format. So, we stuck to the format. Uh, it This whole – let me tell you something, man. Dead conservative people. And I'm not even going to give them a race. I'm going to say conservative people. Nike ain't talking to you. They don't give a shit if you burn your shitty ass Nikes that you got on the sales rack for $20. I ain't see one pair of Jordans, one pair of KDs, one pair of LeBrons go up in flames. Nobody gives a fuck if y'all stop buying stock. Nike had an increase in online sales of 31% soon as they drop the Kaepernick ad. And then I am going to talk about race. We know that when the black dollar get behind something, it's a go. We not ain't much worried about nothing that nobody else talking about. We going to do what we going to do, right? So out of spite, Nike price is going to go up automatically. Automatically going to go up. So it don't even much matter, man. Uh, I applaud Nike. They said they on, they on the right side of history. Uh, and I totally believe them, and I believe that, uh, and, I, and I'm really proud of what they're doing. Uh, Colin Kaepernick stood for something um, when, you know, something needed to be stood for. Uh, Tim Tebow did the same thing with abortion, and he was applauded and got two contracts after that, and now he played baseball. But we like to control the narrative and say, oh, Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting veterans. And as a veteran, like myself and like you, I didn't feel disrespected. It was actually a veteran who told him to not sit down and to take a knee. You know what I'm saying? The long snapper boy. I think he played down at UT. I think so. Um, yeah, so, like, he did exactly what the veteran told him to do. Like, you you just can't, uh, you know, act like, the change the narrative and say, well, it's this and that. That, that whole misdirection shit is a motherfucker. And I don't think you had to do that in this day and age, but it seems to work, right? So that's why everybody walk around here, boo Nike, and I'm aware of my Converse. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you didn't know, I guess I should be the one to tell you that Nike owns Converse. So go ahead and get rid of your Chuck Taylors, your Jack Purcells. You know what I'm saying? Nike own that shit, too. So fuck out of here. How you Yo, this, this reminds me of, when it comes to Kyler Kaepernick and everybody else, it kind of reminds me of, 50 Cent and Jaro, and that might seem crazy. You might be like, where'd you get that out of that? But the more and more you would igno- if people would have, Kyler Kaepernick would have did what he did, and nobody ever acknowledged that he was doing what he was doing, he wouldn't have the power that he has. Just like Jaro, if Jaro would have shut up, and 50 would have came for him, and Jaro would respond, and just kept doing what he was doing, maybe, I mean, 50 Cent might have been who 50 Cent is, and Kyler Kaepernick might have ended up being who he is. But we'll never know. When I think of that, I think of, those, of that situation. I think every shoe burnt is giving Kyler Kaepernick more and more power. Like, <laughs> when you show that it bothers you, it gives them power. That's like somebody teasing you. If somebody provoking you, I tell my daughter all the time, I tell Bray, if a kid's provoking you, don't pay them no mind. They're going to stop if you say it don't bother you. But the fact that you, the America, or what you call them, bro? What you call them, bro? Yeah, I mean, what you call them? What you call them, the what? The, uh... You call the people who are against Colin Kaepernick? The conservatives. The conservatives. Oh, the conservatives. Every time, yeah. every time you do something, every time you acknowledge him, 
by burning shoes and doing little dumb shit. All you're doing is, is making Colin Kaepernick bigger and bigger. And I think my man, my man Crumb, shout out to my man Calvin Crumley, a good guy was in the Navy with. He, he said he posted something that, was, that made a lot of sense to me. Everybody's talking about basically, oh, uh, Colin Kaepernick's disrespecting the veterans. It's millions of veterans out here that's homeless right now that instead of burning those shoes, they could use them. But instead of that, instead of giving those, those homeless veterans your shoes that you want to burn from Nike, you burnt them. So, I mean, everybody try to get into this vet, this veterans, and it's about vets, and we're both vets. But it's, a, it's, a mil, it's millions of veterans that are homeless and out here struggling that y'all ride by every day and don't stop and, and think or give a meal to or keep it moving from. So I feel like it's a contradiction. I feel like, you know, I love what Nike did. Let me ask you this, bro. You think it was a coincidence yeah. that they waited till two days before the season started to, to, to drop that uh, promotion? Hell no, it's goddamn Nike. They calculated. I don't give a shit what you do. They guarantee to get commercials because it's in the contract. The jerseys all say Nike. Nobody gives a shit. I hope they play it every other commercial. What you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? They did the right thing. That's what it boils down to. Doing the right thing is all that matters. And that's all it definitely does. So, you know, fuck it. <laughs> for real. Okay, let me ask you this. For real, I, mean, I feel for the real. same way. I definitely feel like it was calculated for it to come out the Tuesday before NFL season. And I really felt like for a while before Thursday happened, which was – thank God it was a good game. Because at the end of the day, to me, it's like I hate to, to, to take away from the game about this subject because the subject is way bigger than football. You get what I'm saying? But I felt like it took away from, you know, the hypeness of opening, you know, the opening kickoff. But thank, thank goodness we had a good game. And – you know, it brought it back to football. Let me ask you this, bro, because I really noticed this. I think the NFL is the only league where the players and the owners don't look at themselves as family. The players, and as players, all the players, whether they're retired or whatever, they look at themselves as family. But when it comes to the owners, they don't look at themselves as family. I don't watch shows where it's a lot of former NFL players that are happy that the NFL is, is, is getting smacked around and, 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 and um, getting punked to a certain extent. And that, and that kind of stood out to me because – and the players are saying, I've seen Eric Dickerson, Brian Cox, certain guys say, we're a family as players, but the owners and the NFL, we're not family. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's very interesting. And uh, yes. have you picked up on that? Um, absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that is, it's definitely a league where um, the, the, the owners are, are horrible, horrible, horrible people. Uh, and it, it's funny. Um, you know how the owner of Houston said last year, you know, the inmates running the yard right. and, and all that stuff. Like he really, he really feel that way. You, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, I, uh, let me, you know what, fuck it. I'm about to get my bag. Um, it's a bunch of old white men telling a bunch of black men what to do. what that sound like? You know what I'm saying? Right. If you can't, if you can't, uh, you know what I'm saying, protest or feel the way you feel, you ain't going to play, you won't be on this team. I like You know what I'm saying? Stand nobody picked him up. Colin Kaepernick, you can say what you want to say about him. He might not be a starting quarterback, but it ain't 64 quarterbacks in the league right now better than Colin Kaepernick. Right. And for all those teams that got three quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, it ain't 96. It just ain't, man. Like, like, let's be honest, and, that, and that's why that whole collusion thing is, is oh, that's why that whole collusion thing is, is very real. You know what I'm saying? For, for a lot of people, bro, it's, it's very real. And um, Colin Kaepernick deserved to have, you know what I'm saying, a better chance uh, at, at, you know, what was, what was good for him uh, and what was good uh, for what he stood for. So, like, you, you just can't do what you want to do, you know what I'm saying? Especially with people who have pride and care about all of these things, man. And, you know, people are really, you know what I'm saying, people really give a shit. And then, you know, what happens is, is get in line, boy, you know what I'm saying? So people kind of don't say nothing or kind of don't do nothing or kind of tote the line. Like Dak Prescott, motherfucker, you Cam Newton right now. You out here motherfucking cooning, and as soon as you say motherfucker, you want to say, oh, shit, now you done lost your yoga contract. Now Cam Newton back to fucking reality. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Cam on OJ. That's how you walk around this bitch right now. Right. Like, 
And that's how Dak Prescott hey, You cooning. And I, I definitely listen, man. NFL, get these boys guaranteed money. It's the hardest game in the I mean it has the the hardest effect on 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 um on players and everything like that. Get these guys their money. Let their money be guaranteed, man. And it's the only league where the money ain't guaranteed. Like, stop playing, man. Y'all can't be serious. Get these boys guaranteed money, man. It's the only league. Like they the NFL owners is the worst, man. And for it to be the biggest, let's and we let's keep it big, keep it one hundred. This is the biggest sport in America. The NFL, and I'm on Yo. Yo, this is the Yo. biggest sport in America, man. Team money. It's the hardest sport. It has the longest on your on their bodies. It has it, they they taking the biggest risks as far as every other sport in America. Let's make their money guaranteed money, bro. Absolutely, man. They and they and they deserve it, man. Like you, you you just can't, you know do certain things, man, to certain people and think that it's all right, man. Like, I'm not mad at Le'Veon Bell. Everybody mad at him but me. Like, yo, stay the fuck out. Nobody care about what y'all talking about. Pay that man his goddamn money. Yeah, they got to get rid of the, get rid of the uh, fantasy, the, uh, the uh, franchise tag. That got to go, man. That got to go. That franchise tag got to go. Definitely get a, get them in it, get them in the contracts they deserve, and they can do it for more than one year. Like that's that franchise tag. I don't know who's who on the NFL Players Association or whatever, because really, <clears throat> when it when it when it breaks down, <clears throat> when it breaks it when it breaks down, it's the it, y'all signed the deal. So I mean, y'all kind of did this to yourselves as far as whoever's representing the NFL players, but they need new representation. They need they need new guys in charge because whoever signed off on that deal. I don't. I don't like none of the, none of the, mm -hmm. the players. What are you, what are they getting? What are they getting for real? No guaranteed money. The franchise tag is crazy. Like they're losing as far as I, I feel like they're losing. Whoever, whoever, whoever's the representation, whoever's in charge, whoever's the president of the players' association, whoever goes into negotiation, they need new representation because I don't see where they got out that deal. I don't either. It, like I mean, it's just like. You know, it's tough taking people who, who, like I said, his and giving them something and and wanting them to be appreciative of it, right? So that's how the narrative is. You get to throw around a ball and make millions of dollars and, and woe is you, you know what I'm saying? Like, why the fuck is that important? LeBron James' value is much more than he is getting paid. And so is all these other NBA players. And so is all of these NFL players. And so is all these other baseball players. If I can afford to give you $200 million, what you think I'm making? All right, of? exactly. Exactly. It don't add up. That's like the Chappelle on that $50 million. And they thought Chappelle was tripping. It don't add up. It don't add they up. They thought Chappelle was tripping. Now he getting $40 million right. for two shows. Right, definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two hours of work, you get yeah, their $40 million. All right, man, let's, let's uh, pay y'all due respect. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. He died at the age of 20. Yo, that shit. What, drug wild. overdose, right? What was in the system, yeah. they say? Uh, nah. Well, I'm going to keep it a nope. thing. You know I don't lie to y'all, man. You know I don't lie to you, bro. I've never heard a Mac Miller song. But I like Mac Miller. I've seen interviews. And something about his personality, how he carried, made a lot of money independent. He got a lot more money than a lot mm -hmm. of our favorite rappers do. He made a lot of money independent. I respect his hustle. It's sad to see a young man, a 26-year-old, pass away. But that goes back to wealth again. You know what I'm saying? That conversation we had last week, what makes you rich? Because if you make $14 million independently, I can't even tell you a Mac Miller song. But what would, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, on an overdose, you're kind of suicidal. You feel what I'm saying? What, what, making that right. kind of money at 26 years old? Why are you living that kind of life? You get what I'm saying? I don't think that's the first time he had, you know, been on the tech time he's on. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but that goes back to the being rich thing. But in the same token, it's like it's too many young lives, you know, being taken, man. And I don't know, bro. It's it's crazy. What's going on? What you thinking? 
Um, R.I.P. to Mac Miller. Uh, I did like the Donald Trump song. You know what I'm saying? We like we gonna take over the world. Something, something on our Donald Trump shit. Um, that's his joint. Um, music wasn't really for me I, per se, but uh, you're right. I liked him as a personality, man, and uh, I like you know when he was on Wild and Out, and you know he 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 was around Wiz a lot, and I'm a Wiz fan. Um, so a lot of people liked him as an artist, man. I did see his uh his Tiny Death series on NPR, which was really dope. Uh, but, like, let, let's talk about these drugs, man. <laughs> um, what's the, the the other little dude that, that died? Little somebody died from a drug overdose. Oh. Give um, me the line. And, yeah, one of those Lil's. Uh, not Lil Pump, but Lil somebody else. I don't know. Not important. Uh but he had just passed away over drugs, right? And everybody was like, I'm going to stop doing drugs. And they started like, yo, y'all taking some shit. Like, weed is one thing, right? right? But y'all doing shit harsher than crack and, and, and got that going cocaine. <laughs> like, and we saw what that did in the in the 80s and the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So y'all taking shit that just ain't regulated by nobody. And they just doing any and everything. Um so that's real tough for a 26-year-old man to lose his life uh, over drugs. And I think it's just more popularized. I think when we was younger, what's his name, O.D.? Uh, what's my man? Uh, Joaquin Brown. Uh No, no. That was, uh, River Phoenix. Uh, you know what I'm saying? O.D. in the, in the Viper Club. Kurt Cobain did too, didn't he? No. Kurt Cobain. Ooh. Oh, Kurt Cobain. Oh, all right. Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River Phoenix OD in in Johnny Depp's club in the Viper Room in LA. Um, yeah, but you know, young actor coming up, and you know, he had a, a, a lot of years ahead of him, man. Um, it's kind of funny to see his brother, you know what I'm saying, kind of, you know, take on that role. Shout out to Joaquin. Uh, but that, like, that was shocking. You know what I'm saying? This was pre internet, pre social media. So when you heard about it, you're like, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? River Phoenix is dead. And then, you know what I'm saying? Now it's just you you get it so instant. I was shocked it came across my phone. It was like Mac Miller dead, 26 years old, apparent overdose. And then somebody cleaned up the house before the cops showed up. So you, you might not ever get the real story. Right. People start trying to cover their ass. You know what I'm saying? Which is real wild. Uh, you just never know, man. R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? Him and shout out to his family and his loved ones and his friends and and everybody who care about him, bro, uh, you know, things could be so much worse, man. And, and like, somebody getting high right now because they think it's okay. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you got to do something. What's, you got to do better, bro. You, you what sticks out to me better. is, I can remember, I think Fabulous said, and he was like, we respect the drug dealer, and y'all respect the, 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 uh, the addict. You get what I'm saying? Like, now when we was young, the guy who hustled, right. don't get me wrong. Uh, like, like I said, I always gonna keep it a bean. Where I'm from, drug dealing is an honest profession. You get what I'm saying? Like, where I'm from, drug dealing is an honest profession. So when I was a kid, uh, you're a rapper, okay. for the most part, sold drugs. And don't get me wrong, I love the rappers who don't talk about those kind of things. But when I was a kid, that's what, what the topic of discussion was. Now, the topic of discussion on rap music is doing drugs and and going, you know, over the overboard with drugs when you talk about the futures and you know they talk about these drugs and doing these drugs and they glorify doing drugs and said that mm -hmm. you know i mean it is what it is as far as you know if that's entertainment that's that's what they like i'm pretty sure that the, the the uh era before us thought it was crazy that we glorified the drug dealer when you know it was UNITY. I mean, not even UNITY, but it was like, don't, you know, it was before us, before the rap that we grew up on, it was more of a, we don't even want to see that in our neighborhoods as far as drug dealing. So they probably looked at us crazy, the fact that we glorified guys who glorified selling drugs. But it's crazy to me to hear, like, you know, talk about doing drugs is like doing, like you said, something other than marijuana. We talk about stuff that's heroin like. You get what I'm saying? Right. No, it's worse. Well, I'm, <laughs> it's I'm from worse. like, yo, if you do, like, you're a crackhead. That's how I look. If you do, if you, if you do anything besides smoking weed, you're a crackhead. 
where I'm from and the era I grew up in. Now, a lot of these young cats that's a lot younger than me, you know, these pills and and syrup and all these things they, you know, they uh, get themselves into, that's hot. You get what I'm saying? Weed ain't enough. You get what I'm saying? So I don't get it, but it's crazy. And, you know, it's sad to see a young, talented person, you know, go out like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely, bro. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. Rest Absolutely. in peace to Mac Miller, definitely. All right, but um, Eminem, dog. Eminem, he called everybody in his mama. I think, he, I think he said something about my mom in the verse. I'm like, yo, that nigga say child. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga dissing everybody. But hold on, bro. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me speak on this, bro. The problem is, you're not as invincible. You're not as invincible as you used to be. The, the the bars ain't the bars ain't up what it should be at, which is the most important because they were scared. Cats were scared of that. Of, that, of, that, of them bars when it came to Eminem. He was one of them guys who didn't mm-hmm. want to battle because them bars was on point. But not only that, who you got around you ain't around you no more. No Emma, no, no, no Dr. Dre, no 50 Cent. So now you 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 free for the uh you free for the uh, I can't think of the term right now, but you uh you ain't off no more. Easy picking. Right? Yeah, you free for the pick definitely. You're afraid of the pickings. And I listen to that Machine Gun Kelly shit. Machine Gun Kelly got him. What you think, bro? Mm. Um, I wasn't impressed by Machine Gun Kelly's verse. It was cool. <laughs> but for me, it what made his verse impressive was because Eminem verse wasn't impressive. He said um, a lot of true shit about him, though. I'm tired of the I'm tired of yeah. sweats toots in the hats too. I'm tired of that. You yeah. mad and you rich. Why you mad? Hold on, let me let me let me say something else. See the whole twist with certain certain rappers. Eminem, what made Eminem hot was he was that white boy, that white, that white trash boy. You know what I'm saying? And no, no offense, but he was from the trailer park. You know what I'm saying? He was that, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you rich, that was your thing. You was from the gutter. Same thing like I say with a DMX. DMX was the underdog. So what happens when you get money? That that was your whole thing. You was that guy who was broke. So now that you're not that guy who's broke anymore, what's your what's your go to? And I'm to the point really. I ain't respect M for real. I ain't respect no M bar since that album that had Superman on it. I ain't respect no M bar since then. I said that in the last podcast. I ain't respect no M bar since then. Everything Machine Kelly said, they might not have been the hottest. They might have been the most lyrical, but it was true. Like, I was nodding my head, like, right? <laughs> the whole song. Then he came at Kim at the S. Yeah. But you're not invincible. Anymore. Nobody's yeah. scared. You was that guy. It was like when Mike Tyson, after Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas, it was like, you know what? I can take Mike. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's all that's going right. to happen. And the Machine yeah. Kelly. And, and we didn't we didn't get to Joe yet. We didn't get to Joe. Joe Buttons. We didn't get to Joe. Because that's a whole nother monster. Machine Gun Kelly came at him. One no response. What's up? I don't know, dog. I don't know. Everybody, Mr. Mr. Porter said they what they was going to get the Machine Gun Kelly, but they was going to wait for uh, they was going to wait to see what Joe had to say. That's that's what they said on the radio station. That's what I heard. Who was going to wait? Uh, the the team, wh- wh- whoever over there is shady, so they were gonna wait to see what Joe had to say. Yo, I love Joe, and and the thank you because it wasn't for you, I wouldn't love Joe. But I love Joe. I love Joe <laughs> the rapper. Don't get me wrong. Like I lyrically, Bart. Like listen, if you don't know, please go check. Like and and and, and this shout out to my young and trail, but there's a lot of young cats out here like that. Please go look. Like these cats don't be listening. It ain't about how many records he sold. Ain't about that. Ain't about the albums. Go listen to them bar. Joe got bars. Joe got. Yo, I... <laughs> uh, bro, I instantly stopped listening and talking to people when they start talking to me about hits. Instantly, I don't. Have, I don't. I don't. I don't even want to talk to you no more. We can't even talk hip hop. Every time you take yo Joe Ill, them. Oh man, what last time he had a hit? Is, is that what the, the measure of ill lyricism is? 
Are we going to say Lupe ain't ill because he ain't had a hit? Or are we going to call, uh, 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 what's the boy name? Uh, Petey Pablo hot because he had a hit? Is that what I'm like? No, we, I need them bars. And Joe got them bars. Joe going ear out. I'm the one, I'm, I'm, has M said anything since Joe said what he had to say in the machine gun counter? No. And I doubt if he will. Because I, I wholeheartedly believe Joe will tear Eminem ass the fuck out the frame. Ball for ball, lyric for lyric. And if anybody says otherwise, they just going with the popular opinion. They might as well say Nicki Minaj had the best album of the year. That's in the same vein for me. It just ain't going to happen. Those, those things just ain't true. I believe him. I think he'd tear Eminem ass up. For real. Because M ain't said nothing. And he, he gave him, what, a, a bar and a half? Two, it was a bar. Oh, what? No, it was two. I give him two. It was two bars. Duh. Like, you know what I'm saying? When Joe said, I wasn't getting out of bed. You know what I'm saying? You think you'll give me out of bed for a DV bar? You know what I'm saying? That shit trash. He reaching, though. I'm reaching. Like, what is it? Is, is it you don't feel like the world knows how nice you are? I know how nice. Yeah. Like, listen, when, like, 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 like Joe said, you're in a lot of people's top 10. Real shit. You are. I'm not getting it, though. Like, I haven't, when Joe said I ain't heard nothing throw in 10 years, I, I agree. Agree. Definitely agree. I, I, yeah, like, I mean, like, so you came out with an album, you know what I'm saying? It was trash, and then you came out with this, basically in response to the criticism that everybody had about your last album that was trash. So you're actually agreeing with what everybody said. You can't diss somebody when you agree with what they're saying about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's corny. I, you can't you can't be like, yo, bro, you fucking up. And then I respond, like, you know what, bro, I was fucking up. Yo, that's what he said. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're acknowledging that you, your shit was subpar. So now you got to get back to rap. But see, he justifies what these young cats be saying about the older cats in the game. Oh, he ain't he ain't it no more. Ain't nobody checking for him. And I can agree with when, with that when it comes to Eminem. I haven't been checking for it. I swear that thing set, and I got title. Every Friday, I check and see what came out. And I didn't listen to it until maybe Sunday. And that's because I heard this and somebody on it, or I wouldn't have even listened then. But the fact that I heard, I heard it straight, matter of fact. Mm -hmm. That's what made me even check for it. Then I heard all the other stuff. But that's the only reason I checked for it. Right. We talking about Eminem. You can't tell me when uh uh what was the album from first couple albums? You was it wasn't no way it came out on Friday and I was listening to it on Sunday. It wasn't important to me. It wasn't worth checking for, besides the fact that it might have been drama. So I mean, it's definitely you definitely proven these young cats are saying about some of the older cats like ain't nobody checking for it. Nobody wanna hear that shit. And I got to sit back here and defend this bullshit. So um, you got me looking bad out here too, my dude. But um, okay. You watched the Bobby Brown movie, though. I did not watch the Bobby Brown movie. I heard it wasn't worth my time. Fill me in. <laughs> Fill me in. I'm gonna tell you the shit that stick out to me. The whole movie is fucking Whitney Houston. <laughs> this shit is crazy. How they got her acting on the show? It was an alright little movie. Like it was cool, but Whitney Houston was a motherfucking trip. The whole movie, dog. She was yo. Uh, Whitney Houston was out of fucking control that whole movie, dog. That shit was crazy. I don't know why they had the little girl from uh, Power playing uh, Brittany, uh, uh, Bobby Christina, man. And they put this little gap in her mouth, man. That shit was the worst. I don't know what the fuck, who I did was to fuck make her mouth like that. That shit was the motherfucking worst. But the only thing that stood out to me really was Whitney Houston. Like, Whitney Houston was a motherfucking trip. I know whoever represents her now, whoever involved with her legacy and how her legacy is laid out, did not appreciate how BET and Bobby Brown portrayed her in this shit. Like, she be bugging the fuck out in the movie, though. Yo, I heard about the whole uh, Janet Jackson thing, though. <laughs> like, has Janet Jackson responded yet? Listen, they didn't even show her kicking Bull out. Like, they didn't, they didn't even show the part. They say he kicked her out of, uh, out of the uh, hotel room. They didn't show that on the movie. 
That was not part of the movie. But they did go into her in the, in the, the barge boy and all that, though. He definitely spoke that up. It definitely came up. Where you find out, like, why yeah. are you fucking with him? He a backup singer. Oh, he too. He, uh, I'm too <laughs> black for you. You want them uh, light-skinned niggas. And, you know, that was awesome. He played it good. The boy did his thing on it. I, I enjoy, I'm a new edition fan, though. Real shit. Nigga, listen, I went mm -hmm. on a ski trip and Bubba DeVoe came out. Nigga, I sung Poison Loud standing up because I'm going to keep it a bean. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm a new audition. <laughs> I was yeah. definitely intrigued because of my my me being a new audition fan. But I mean, it, it was right, a good. It fan. was a good. Uh, I, you know, I I learned a lot about Bobby. But like I said, the thing that stuck out to me crazy was was Whitney. But let me go into something else uh, about new edition that's really bothering me. Johnny Gill and Ralph Trezves of New Edition. When they found out, they basically own the rights to the name New Edition. So, Johnny Gill and Ralph Trezves, I, I keep saying his name wrong, I know I'm fucking it up. But they own the rights to New Edition. What fucks me up about that, that goes back uh -huh. to the last podcast for me too. How y'all homies? First of all, I'm talking about Ralph. Ralph, you homies with these, these other four guys. Y'all was in Boston together, broke together. Seen the struggles and, the, and, and seen the game rape you. and I'm not, not literally rape you, but, you know, Put you through the financial situation that you went through as a youngin. Y'all all went through that together, your hardships, and then at the end of the day, you pulled with the game pooled on the other four members by taking the name and, and owning the rights to a name that y'all all came up with. You might have been the last motherfucker at it, Ralph. Johnny, you wasn't at it till like 10 years in. I don't you own the rights to that. But that's that sucker shit that I would never want to be a part of, trading my brothers. And to me, that's nut shit, that's broadish for y'all to be homies who grew up together, seeing how the game can do you. But then in the same token, we'll do that to your brothers. To the point where, though, Bobby and Belbiv DeVoe are together right now. They can't use the new edition name. They got to call themselves RBRM. <laughs> how the fuck is this possible? But Johnny and Ralph own the shit, own the name. Ralph ain't, I mean, Johnny wasn't even there. Boston in the projects. Ralph, you was you was Johnny from DC. Ralph, you was one of the last <laughs> niggas. You was there with him. How could you do that to your brothers, man? Like that's the sucker shit I'm talking about that I could never do, that I would never ever want to be in the game for and be on on that type time. That's so broadish, that's so that's just sucker shit. Like, how do you backstab your own brothers? No matter what hardships y'all went through, no matter what y'all seen, breakups, whatever. For you to take the name from them is nut shit, bro. That shit wild. So I I gotta hear their side of the story. Like, I mean, like, not even before I formulate the opinion, I just wanna hear what they have to say about the shit that they did. Um, so I don't know if you saying, well, I'm gonna go ahead and protect the name, and then we got into a riff, you know what I'm saying? Kinda like when Hove was like, I wanna own my masters of reasonable doubt, and Damon then was like, No. Uh you know, I just don't know how that came about or you figured or felt that it was cool to do. Uh, and if, you know, if I say, well, all right, bro, I'm a, I'm a coin the name, you know what I'm saying? Brothers talking shit podcast, whatever. And I'm a, I'm a copyright it. You're like, all right, cool. But then me and you get into an argument and then you go to do an interview and I'm like, no, nah, nigga, you just be neef. Yeah. You know I'm, I'm not fucking with you today. Say this name and I'm going to sue you. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's that corny shit. But like, you know, we live by a different code. So I, I just I just don't know how close they really are. I guess you can do stuff and do business with people that you really ain't family with. And I mean, if you really ain't family, then I, I guess it's it's okay to do shady shit to people. Man, I, I, I really just do. If you ain't family, you ain't family. I can't get like Doug, I would that's what I'm saying. Like y'all can have that. Y'all can have that game. I would never want to do my brothers like that. Y'all talking yeah. about y'all y'all niggas is brothers, man. I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. Y'all cannot, y'all all had different, y'all niggas is brothers, dog. Ain't no way around that. Mm -hmm. I can't respect it, man. I don't, I, there's nothing you can say. Oh, you, nah, dog. Especially Johnny. Like, Ralph, why the fuck would you, why would you go into it with Jack? Like, I just can't, that nigga ain't been there. That's like, you know, listen, I love you, my brother. You are my brother, I love you to death. That's like me and you owning the rights to Canon A. Like, you wasn't there with me and Blake. I mean, like, right. I couldn't. Right. 
I couldn't do that. It's like, come on, right. dog. And you, my, I love you, you my brother, but you wasn't at the beginning. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't shooting in the gym. Me and yeah, Black, like, yeah, what we going to name this shit? And I had a hood, I had a jacket that said Cannon's Ink on it. And I, I came up with I'm like, yo, Cannon's, I, I got a jacket. I had a dickie jacket. And it said Cannon's Ink on it. Because I said, I'm a Cannon, and I incorporate myself for other Cannons. So when me and Blaze, I met Blaze, we started rapping. We rapped together. We spit at each other. We started going in the group. Cannon's Ink. How the fuck would it look me? Mm-hmm. Then going with you on like, it's like me and you naming this Cannon's Ink podcast. Like, Okay, I can't do that. My brother, I love you to death, but me and Blaze sat there and made that decision. You know what I'm saying? Right. Look, how the fuck do you do that? It's not shit, man. Man, definitely. Yo, uh, it's uh, Drake and, and Meek Mills. Drake brought Meek Mills out, but uh, he was on. He had a show in Boston. Kind of new mm-hmm. since Meek been home. They've been really down playing the beef. But Drake brought Meek Mel out to perform. And after that, they play, mm-hmm. after that, they play ping pong. I can't make this shit up. For 20 yeah. grand. <laughs> I didn't know 20 grand. Ping pong for 20K. Yeah, 20K. Ping pong you think for about them two guys really going out there and um, selling that beef, making it official. Um, I think that that was probably the, the best thing that, that both of them could have done. Um, I think that they were better together. I, I like all their songs together. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I think they came up around that, that same, you know what I'm saying, that same time. And uh, I think Meek was out of pocket for whatever he said and however he felt some type of way. Um, I, 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 hold, I don't even want to turn to a drip conversation. Let me, let me back it up. Um, yeah, it, it was good to see them in a good space, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, that was when, you know, Nas and Jay came out together and you know what I'm saying? That shit was important time of hip hop and I believe this was an important time of hip hop as well. I wish it could have happened in Philly, which would have been so much cooler uh, on so many levels. Uh, but it, the fact that it happened in Boston and they performed together, Meek did Dream the Nightmare. He'll be doing Dream the Nightmare forever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't care what he do. You know what I'm saying? Like Meek could do a concert with Dream the Nightmares back to back and back to back, back kind of like uh, designer can do uh, what's that one shit that he got? The only shit that he got. No, I can't. Panda. I, I can't yeah. even put them in the same. I think Meek Mill's drink would be something when I'm 60 years old at the cookout and my grandkids look at me crazy because they got to mm-hmm. We all go stand up at 60 like, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? That's like the <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 Yeah, that's just so married, dog. Nigga, we that got to get played. James and Nightmares might be the first or the last song. That got to be somewhere in the. They got to play that. That shit will live forever. Right. Designer, that shit. Yet. Listen, that James and Nightmares shit is the best intro in the history of intros. That shit. Well, I'm telling you, at 60 years old, you're going to fly up. You're going to cook out. We're going to be 60. And our great grandkids, our grandkids are going to be running around. We'll be like, what in the world is. Pop, pop, and I'm doing. <laughs> and that, right, yeah. That shit go. That shit is like. It's certain songs that's going to lift. That shit is like, like candy. That shit is like summertime. That shit is like. It's certain shit that. Yeah. It's timeless, and that's going to be one of them timeless things. Now I do disagree with. I feel like Meek Mill was justified. We, you know, we come up in that era, so it was it was a question of him writing or whatever. That's that's what I got from the whole beef thing. But the question of, right. but we're not going to go into all that. It's good to see two grown men. It, it, listen, hip-hop is competitive. I'm competitive. We, right now, me and you, we're, we, we're, we, play, we play fantasy football. We play DraftKings or fantasy football, DraftKings, whatever. It's 10 people in a, a little thing we got. I want my team to be the team. So there's nothing wrong with as rappers or anything. I don't care what we play. We play a man, whatever. I want to beat you in everything. I love you to death. You're my brother, bro. But I want to beat Mm-hmm. Every single thing I can beat you in. The fact that you're my brother don't make me want to beat you. So I love the competitive competitiveness in hip hop. I don't want that to stop ever. Whether they dissing each other and saying each other's names or they're being a little bit more uh, discreet about it, I think it's healthy for the game. And that's the game that I love as far as hip hop. But cats are being competitive. I respect the fact that uh, when um, Kendrick came out and he had the control verse and he said everybody's names in there, which he said Mac Miller name too. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that competitiveness. It's not like I, I 
want to see it become more than that, something physical. But I love to hear, you know, guys feeling like they're the best and feeling like, yo, can none, can none of y'all fuck with me? And the fact that they had a problem and they solved it mm-hmm. is, is even better as grown men that they want to handle that. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely good to see them two grown men, you know, squash that and go get the money, go get the bag. That's what it's really about at the end of the day, getting that bag. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I just need to get back to music. I need, I need right, and I even heard that now Chris Chris Brown and Drake follow each other on social media, and them two guys had a little, you know. So it's good to see them um, mm-hmm. selling the issues. I agree. Definitely. All right, man. This is something I, I, I'm sorry, y'all. You know, a can of fucks up sometimes. We forgot to mention uh, the uh, Ariana Grande. Her name is Ariana. Uh-huh. Ariana Grande at Aretha, Fame, Aretha Franklin's funeral. She sung there. It was a lot of uh, talk about the fact that some of the older, you know, gentlemen there, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Jesse Jackson, they were uh, kind of, what's the term? Al Sharp. What, what were they doing? They were what, bro? Being creepy old fucking men is what they were doing. Right. What you think about that, bro? Even the pastor was being a creepy-ass old man. Grabbing her all by the side, you know what I'm saying? Had a side boob in his hand. Dude was nasty, man. But that don't shock me. And I'm not surprised by any of that. Dude was nasty. Shit was disgusting. Definitely was. All right. Yo. Yeah, like, like, come on, dog. You you ain't even had to, to, you know what I'm saying, do all that and, like, First of all, it's televised. So everybody's going to be watching your every move. And that's what's wrong with old people. They don't realize that everything is being recorded. There's no way you can get around <laughs> being recorded for doing I don't see how people commit crimes and get away with it these days. I don't get it. There's cameras right. everywhere. Everywhere. This is my twist. Now, I you, man, this yeah. is my new thing this month, the last couple. I'm going to always keep it a bean, man. I'm going to always keep it a bean. First of all, my question is this. What is this little girl doing at Aretha Franklin's funeral? And I say that to say, nigga, I can't name five Aretha Franklin, five Aretha Franklin songs. So you can't tell me that Ariana Grande was so motivated by Aretha Franklin. First off. Mm-hmm. Second of all, not only were those guys creepy, my twist is, what the hell was y'all looking at? Have y'all seen Ariana Grande? Y'all looking at her from the back. She ain't got no fat butt. She's not Beyonce. <laughs> so what is y'all? What is y'all being creepy about? Her little butt. She got a little boy butt. What is y'all looking? For? <laughs> she got a little boy what butt. What y'all about? Like, no, she ain't got no ass. You want some ass? I know. I, I can point you to some ass. That ain't no ass right there. So y'all sitting here being creepy about what? A little boy butt. I don't get it, man. That's, that's the thing that stood out to me. Why was she there? Rita Franklin, like, 80. She, like, 22. You can't tell me that this girl know the whole catalog of Rita Franklin to be there singing. But I guess she, to me, somebody somewhere took it as an opportunity for her to get a little press to sing there. But you can't tell me she's just like, oh, my God, Rita Franklin passed and she had a whole fit about it. Not saying that. Yeah. But you too young to know about Aretha. I'm too young to know about Aretha Franklin for real. I do to a certain extent, but I didn't grow up on Aretha. So you can't tell me somebody 15 years younger than me grew up on Aretha. Like her mom, her white mom, or whatever they are. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but whatever nationality she really is, you can't tell me Aretha was just playing on Sundays. I'm sorry. If you just say yeah. Selena or some other shit, I can get with it. But if it was Britney Spears' funeral, I could see it. And then she ain't got no ass to be looking at. Yeah, Aretha ain't in my top five, bro. Oh, I, can't name, I can't name besides respect. What Aretha Franklin song be like, oh my God. Aretha just killed that shit. Come on. And I'm not be wrong. <laughs> That's just what I my mom ain't play Aretha. My mom was born in 65. She ain't playing. So you can't tell me this little girl whose mom probably a little bit older than me would just oh Aretha out. She just said, oh, my goodness, Aretha was so inspirational in my career. Come on, man. Like, say that bullshit for somebody else, man. You know I'm always going to keep it a bang, man. That's some bullshit. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. Cardi B and Nicki, man. 
Cardi B. I don't know why they keep playing with Cardi. She ain't like the rest of them. She ain't going to take the high road. Nor is she on probation like Remy and can't say or do certain things. Cardi is with the shits. I don't know why they keep fucking with Cardi. Like, yo, she was cool. She minded her business. She was getting her own money. And you still taking little slick shots at her. Cardi, like, yo, leave Cardi the fuck alone. Because she was spaz on one of y'all. Like, <laughs> I don't even know why they mess with her. Like, say whatever you want to say. And, like, I, you know, I never believed in Nicki Minaj. People believe her. People are super fans. I think she got some dope rhymes. But I don't believe her, bro. I do not believe her. It's not believable. I think she had some dope rhymes a long time ago. I, I think she do too much singing. And like you said, like, uh, she's industry. Nicki Minaj is industry and been industry for a long time, like 10 years. Cardi ain't been industry that long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cardi ain't really... Uh, right. You know, Cardi seemed like one of them people who's more about her respect than her check. You're not going to disrespect me, so if I got to fuck some chicken up to, to show you that I'm not to be disrespected, then that's the type back, you know, that's the, you know, that's the type place I'm going to take it. And from what she said, it's been multiple things that I let slide. You tried to fuck money up for me. You tried to, you've came for me just saying stuff about me. I let, you know, it's only so much somebody can take. And you speak about somebody's child, which I can understand, dog. Don't never see my daughter's name. I'm about to snap on a nigga, a nigga from, a nigga from, I don't know where this nigga was from. He reposted a pic on Facebook that I posted on my daughter, and I did not get it. And I was, I jumped in his inbox, and I'm like, yo, dog, why the fuck is you reposting my daughter? You feel what I'm saying? But, so I can understand that. Like, don't fuck with my kids. So when you when you start talking that shit about somebody's children, man, that ain't the that tree you want to climb, especially with somebody who... She not really in like she in the game, but she's still new to the game. So she not really with the oh well, you can't do this. So yeah, I mean this. I think Nikki thinking it's WWE, and Cody like no, this this real life shit right here. This ain't no wrestling. This ain't no. We not playing no games. You feel what I'm saying? And you speaking about my child? Like that's just a, a bridge you don't cross. That's just certain things you just don't you don't do. And she did that. So Cody jumped in her bag. So hey, I guess Nikki. Good thing she got good security or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That would have been her ass. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, you know what? I don't think that Cardi ever gonna be industry, and I don't think she fucked up the bag. I I was on the gram earlier and she got daggone uh announcing the partnership with Tom Ford for like a perfume. Like everybody know what they're getting out of Cardi. Cardi ain't not said they tried it for a little while to have her change her image. But you got to think Cardi was famous before this hip-hop shit. Her following comes from the fact that people like Cardi because of who Cardi is. So nobody wants Cardi to be different from who they fell in love right. with. Like, that, 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 that's what you don't understand. So she's going to be wild. Like, we already expect that from her. Nobody looking to say, oh, Cardi, she's doing too much. No, Cardi been doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. I definitely feel that. Yo, dog, did you hear that? Faith and Mary J. Blige got into a rumble at, uh, in the Hamptons at Puff Party. Yeah, I heard that, man. Ain't nothing been confirmed. Uh, I was kind of reading up on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? People like, oh, well, supposedly the, you know what I'm saying? There was no image or, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't, what the hell are they arguing about? Dog, look, if you think about it, they had this. too old to be fighting about You've heard, I've heard interviews. Matter of fact, the last interview I heard, matter of fact, Faith was on the, on, um, Drink champs, and it was like little shit she was saying that I felt like she was talking about Mary J. Blige about, and this stuff that I'd have heard Mary J. say like, yeah, they were still in my style with certain little shit. So I think it's definitely something that's been like, you know, been in the making. Like it's it's overdue. It should have been happening already. Oh, so you think? It's oh, been definitely ruined? for years from back to the you know when when Puff was at Uptown and he had Mary, then all of a sudden Puff started his own joint. He had Faith, and then Faith had blonde hair around the time Mary had blonde hair, and so I think it's something that go back like 20 years. Easy. More than that. Like 25 mm -hmm. years. You get what I'm saying? Something that's been mm -hmm. there. And, you know, it finally, you know. I said, like I said, I was listening to Jim Champs, and there was certain stuff that Faith was saying. I'm like, yo, she talking about Mary. And then Mary was saying shit like on little interviews and shit. And I'd be like, yo, is Mary talking about Faith? So, I mean, it's never been nothing that was really said. But now it feels like 
okay. They like they was due for that. Cause they was they running the same circle, but it was just like Mary was there fucking with Puff and then Puff started bad boy and then he got faith. So and then and then she kinda fell yeah. back from from Puff and all that. So it seemed like, you know, without it being said, it was a faith the faith situation. Yeah, I mean I can see that happen, but these hoes are almost fifty. Stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not beefing with you about anything that happened in the 90s. I wish somebody would walk up to me today and tell yo, Rel, remember what happened at the lunch table that day? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers like, ready, bro. Uh, yeah, miss me with that shit, bro. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm saying like I'm I'm too busy trying to get some paper to be talking to you motherfuckers about some shit that happened 10, 15 years ago. Uh let, let I mean twenty for real, for real. When when we look talking about it, like who gives a fuck? Honestly, because I don't. <laughs> so but you know, I, I mean, you know, things will come out because things come out. So if it really did happen, I would love to see some part of it. You know what I mean? I would love to see something happen in, in that. In All right, that. let me ask you, Michelle. So, if it was a if it was a yeah. UFC or a boxing match, and it was Faith Evans and Mary J. Blige as one match, and Nicki Minaj and Cardi B as the next match, who would main event? Who would be the undercard? Who would main event? Oh, you undercarding with them old bitches. You know, saying Faith and Mary J. Blige are undercard. Nikki and, and, and Cardi is the, the headline. But I think Mary And I'm taking Faith and I'm taking Cardi. I think Mary J and, 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 and Faith would be a better fight. I can't see Nikki uh actually won the fight guarding. But I think the I think the undercard I'm I agree with you. Cardi and Nikki should main event, but this might be one of them things where the undercard is better than the main event though. As far as quality. Yeah. I think Faith crazy, but I think Nick I think Mary in good shape. Like Mary for her age, Mary be on some Tina Turner motherfucking um, what's the chick name? Angela Bassett shit. Like Mary be looking like she like shape wise, like she got some stamina. Um, yeah, I don't care about none of that. If you get hit one time, I don't care how much weight you got or how good you look. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that should don't matter to me. I don't care how much you lifting in the gym. If I catch you with a solid right, it's over. Or a motherfucker break your nose. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going straight for your throat. I don't care what you left. If you can't breathe, you can't breathe. Definitely. <laughs> you know Definitely. Now, I'm over. I'm trying. I'm trying that soft spot right there on your nose. That nose break. I don't give a fuck how tough you thought you was. You gonna go ahead and calm that shit the fuck down. That nose break. All right, listen. Right? Yeah, I be wanting to throw cats in the pool. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> See if you can swim. <laughs> Motherfuckers be tough as shit in the hood. Get there some water, be screaming like bitches. Hey, water. <laughs> Straight up. I can swim, but my tread need work, though. I ain't gonna hold you. I can't try. Oh, yeah. I, I'm trying to push you in the pool and see where your heart is. <laughs> Motherfuckers are called. Yo, come on, man. Why you tripping, man? Come help me out, man. Stop shit. Yeah, no. All right, listen, right? We know Bernie Mac is the funniest king's of co- the king of comedy, right? As far as the, the four that yeah. before. Who's the second funniest? We know Bernie's the funniest. Who's the second funniest? Oh, um I'm going to say uh say it. Definitely. I was watching some sad. Um, I was watching some sad stand up. Right. Sad, sad funny in the motherfucker. He ain't Bernie though. Sad funny in the motherfucker. No. He's definitely number two. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, like, R.I.P. Bernie Mac, yo, that dude was fucking hilarious, bro. And, you know, <laughs> in Baltimore, man. And, you know that that whole tour was amazing, man. I used to have a DVD and watch it all the time. That whole, you know, what I'm saying him downstairs. That skit would live on forever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what he said, motherfucker with a now. That is hilarious. <laughs> I might watch it later. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, Mac, Mac, Mac was the best, but I definitely think so. If you could start your own four, if you can have four right now, on tour right now, of all time, and go see the show, there's four of them. Who's the four? Right, right now. now. It could be any four. I'm talking about Dead or Alive? Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. Bernie Mac, Robin Hurd. Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. My four would be Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, Corey Holcomb. I love Corey Holcomb. And uh, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac, Corey Holcomb. Uh, I might Mike Epps. But he got to give me new material. They got a, Mike is a funny motherfucker, boy. and I'm surprised I ain't throw Kevin on there. But Mike, Mike, Mike is funny as so hell. I just don't need to hear the same jokes remixed. But when Mike come with his shit, Mike is the funniest. In a roast, Kevin ain't funny. Are you the audience? Because Kevin Hart ain't funny. Kevin Hart ain't funny. We're not going. We already had this conversation a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Mike Evans is right. Who you think roast the best though? In a roasting session. Just telling jokes. They all in the same room. Mm-hmm. You have to put your money. The best comedians in the same room roasting each other. Who you put your money on? Dave. He going to roast you and not laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like he going to be dead ass serious telling jokes. You know how somebody tell a joke and they be laughing at their own jokes because they think it's funny too? Dave is going to body you. You know what I'm saying? And be telling bad jokes about you in front of everybody. You ain't gonna know what. I think Mike, Mike, I'm not mad at Dave, and I definitely feel Dave. I would say the top three in the history would be the top three in the history roasting somebody. I would say Dave Chappelle. I would say Mike Epps, and I would say Kevin Hart on some roaster shit. And four, my darkest at four on the low is DL Hughley. D.L. Hughley will light a crowd the fuck up. If he can't do nothing else, D.L. Hughley got jokes for the crowd. Like, he will eat a crowd the fuck up, though, definitely. D-Ray Davis, too. This on some rope. I like D-Ray. I like D-Ray, too. D-Ray. But, Corey, like I said, Corey Holcomb is the most disrespectful, nastiest, ignorant comedian to ever walk the earth. This motherfucker sees some shit, boy. Google him. Please do YouTube Corey Holcomb. The funniest motherfucker ever. And I said, if I ever died and they was to do a documentary about me, I would want Corey Holcomb to play me in my documentary. <laughs> this shit. I can't make this shit up. All right, bro. What's 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 uh what's grinding your gears, bro? <sighs> was really grinding my gears, man. And. Like, it's funny because we talked about it, but I, I can't circumvent it, man. That whole Nike Kaepernick shit, man. You know, I've been on a on a on a posting sabbatical, you know what I'm saying, on social media, man. Um like I said, you know, it's for 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 personal reasons because I feel like I'm gonna be in a different space where I'm gonna have to disconnect from social media uh completely, which I'm totally fine with. Uh considering that I'm I'm doing so well right now. Um, like I said, if it wasn't for this podcast and that group, I would cut the shit off all the way. Uh, but, yo, <laughs> you know, like, it ain't for you. <laughs> like, again, conservatives, it ain't for you. Not all conservatives are white people and some are black. But you know what? I didn't see many black people burning their shoes. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, bro. But fuck that, man. Like, yo, we're going to win. We're going to get behind it and it's going to be great. Um, so I really had to double back to that, man, because that's really what's grinding my gears right now, man. Uh, everything else is, is blissful in my life, bro. Life is grand. I, I can't, I can't, I, I won't complain. I could, but I'm not. Um, so nothing really grinding my gears other than that, man. Like I said, I, I was, I calmed down because it happened early in the week. And we, what we was going to record? We was going to record Wednesday. Right. And we was, we was, we was going to go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo. Uh, because that shit was so high on my heart and the things that people was posting and shit I was seeing, I like, you know, it just don't have to be this way. And I just don't understand why people uh, are doing the things they're doing or saying the things that they're saying, especially around, you know, uh, certain certain folks, man. And like, this, this just ain't necessary. 
ain't necessary at all, bro. Let them motherfuckers live. But, you know, it is what it is. I feel you. Now, I got something grinding my gears, man. What up? Old people get away with everything, yo. Now, it's this old guy, right? He does what I do. Mm-hmm. He's a grill cook somewhere. I'm not going to say where he works at. I'm not going to say his name. He's an older man. He says the most craziest things in the world. And I know if I was to say something like that, I would not have a job. But this man gets away with saying things that I can't believe they allow him to say. This man, every time he makes a, a burger for somebody or a sandwich, a woman, he says, oh, I know you want the pickle because it ain't a woman that comes through this that comes through this line that don't want a pickle. <laughs> that's a wild ass thing to say, bro. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, <laughs> Dog, there's no way in the world I could if I thought that I think they would fire me. <laughs> but this guy says the craziest things in the world. I'd be like, yo, how does this man keep his job? Like, do sexual harassment have an age limit? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because they don't think that like motherfuckers will say some shit like that to him. He says it's not a woman that comes through this line that don't want. I said, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you say that shit, guys? Yeah, it's gonna be fire. Yo, <laughs> to eat right. I used to go there eat all the time. Yeah. When I was in school. The older white is an Irish pub, right? I go in there to eat. The guy tells me, after I buy my food, to put my phone down. I need to kind of eat my food. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, for real? <laughs> serious. Like, yo, put your phone down. You need to catch. <laughs> my man, are you serious? Yeah, fucking serious, dog. I can't wait to get over. <laughs> I got a list full of shit I got to say. It's more acceptable when you're older. It's not a woman that comes through this line. He said, oh, yeah, I know you want the pickle. Dog, what the fuck is wrong? In this world that's so sensitive about every fucking thing, how is this possible? Yeah, that's loose. That's some loose-ass shit to say to somebody. Shit is crazy, yeah. All right, but we got uh, NFL picks next for uh, week two. Yeah, NFL picks next week two. All right, bro. Yo. All right, we going into week two NFL uh, predictions. Week one, you went eleven and five. Week one, I went seven and nine. I had a terrible week one. Trying to do better. Trying to do better this week. All right, let's get started. Ravens and Bengals. <laughs> we could have skipped that. Right? <laughs> I, I got the Ravens too. Um uh, the Chiefs and Pittsburgh. Mm, I took the Chiefs. Give me, give me Pittsburgh. All right, I took the Chiefs on that one. He was balling last week. Miami and the Jets. Jets. I took the Jets too. I don't know who's gonna win that one. Uh, Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I got the Eagles, too. I don't know about that one either, man. The Bucks can't keep doing what they're doing. I don't know. Browns and Saints. Uh, give me the Browns. Uh, I took the Saints. Browns and Saints, you take the Browns. I took the Saints. The Saints can't go 0-2. Colts and Redskins. Give me the Skins. I got the Skins, too. Andrew Luck needs some help out there. Real bad. Uh, the uh, the Chargers and the, and the Bills? Chargers. I took the boats too, man. I felt like the Chargers, they got to win one, man. They too talented not to, not to win. And the Bills stink. Vikings, they stink bad. Terribly. Vikings and Panthers. I mean, Packers, I'm sorry. Mm, give me the Vikings. I got the Vikings too. I don't know who at home. I don't know. I got to check that one out. But I don't like the Packers at home. Probably, but we're going to go in there and do the thing. All right, Carolina and uh, and the Falcons? Carolina. Oh, I took uh, I took the Falcons on that one. I think the Falcons, they got to bounce back. Trash. <laughs> they got to bounce back, though, man. I can't see the, I can't see the Falcons in, uh, in New Orleans on one, too. I can. <laughs> All right, Texans and Titans? 
gives a shit. Uh, give me the Texans. I took the Texans too. They got to bounce back. I got them going to the bowl. All right, um, Rams and Cardinals. Rams. Oh, you finally believe in the Rams because you took the Raiders last night. I don't know what you was thinking about. I took the Rams too. Forty Niners and Lions. <laughs> give me the Niners. Yo. Lions were trash yesterday. Terrible last night, Doug. Got the ass whooped at home. Raiders and Denver. Denver. Yeah. Uh, Raiders, I don't know about them, man. They shouldn't have got good. <laughs> Pats and Jags. Might be the game of the week. The Pats and Jags. Uh, give me the Patriots. Okay. Yo, my heart was saying Jags. My head said, uh, my head said Patriots. So I, took the, I took the Patriots okay. too. <laughs> Bet. Cowboys and Giants. Giants. Yo, definitely, yo. Them Cowboys, yo. I don't know what the fuck. They're going to be terrible this year. No receivers. Yo. I, I can play wild out and start right now for them. <laughs> they, they suck. And I don't care what nobody say. Dak Prescott, that whole thing was an anomaly. Nobody give a shit. <laughs> they, they horrible. Definitely. And you don't like them anyway. I don't like you neither, but you really don't like them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cool ass motherfucker. Monday night, we got Seattle and the Bears. <sighs> I'm going to go out here on the wild limb. Give me the Bears. I took the Bears, too. They yeah. played good the night. They just couldn't stop. You know, can't too many people stop me, right? All right, so that's week two. Uh, this is Brothers Talking Shit, episode 10. 10, episode 10, brother. 10, bro, I love you, bro. I love you, too, bro. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody who be listening. Keep listening. We're going to keep bringing that fire. Absolutely. We're about to change the game up. on. Give us a couple weeks. It's going to all be different. No more sound issues. And we're going to have video. Rocking. All right, bro. All right, bro. Love you. Love you too.